Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've breached it. On this episode, we hear from Rochester Mike Slayer Pounds. The rising hip-hop talent provides insight into his upcoming role as Big Pun on the Big L biopic, branding, working with dope records, collaborations, and his industry journey so far. Recorded while he was on break from filming a new music video production on the docks of a Boston shipyard, let's dig into this interview with Pounds. It's your boy Pounds. You're tuned in to Insomniac Mag since 96. Rochester Mike Slayer Pounds. What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm out here working. Over the past uh, few years, man, you've been uh, definitely on the scene doing your thing. How many projects do you have out now? Around like 11, maybe 11. Right. I got, I got like 11 joints streaming on iTunes. And that was since what? 20... 2016. Wow. So you've been really busy. You've been killing it, man. You've been doing a lot of things. Not only the music... Uh, but also, I understand you're doing some acting in the upcoming Big L biopic. Tell me a little bit about how that came about. Um, basically, uh, you know, the people that were shooting the movie just hit me on Facebook. They're like, yo, you favor big pun. How do you feel about playing him in the Big L movie? I'm like, shit, I'm all for it. You know, let me know what's good. You know, and then COVID hit, things kind of got drawn out and then soon as, like, COVID started to break up a little bit in the tri-state area, they called me and, like, came right in. We, you know, knocked out the scenes. It was dope, man. Very nice. Very nice. Any idea when that's coming out or it's... I actually don't know. I'm, assu- I'm assuming spring, though, for sure. And I could only imagine that you are indeed a, a fan of not only the ITC since you work with one of the iconic producers, but also Big L, the amazing Big L. Oh, of course, very very powerful influence man um you gotta, you gotta imagine like as a person that grew up listening to big pun and big l and then i'm on the movie set playing the shit so surreal it's crazy you know so what are the projects you got going on i know you have the brand new there is no mafia which obviously we covered on insomnia tell me a little bit about that um just like my first non-single producer project in a in a while I uh, just went out, picked a bunch of beats I really fuck with, got a bunch of people I really fuck with in the underground, um, just put that shit together, shot the documentary for it, we just dropped part one of it, we got three more parts, I got two more videos coming from There's Mafia, There's No Mafia, um, I think we got uh, Jenga and Hard Times is out right now, and we got, I just shot the video for Tommy Karate, and then, uh, me and Primo Prophet are out here in Boston shooting that Elder Statesman video right now. It seems as though in this era of, I don't know, music that isn't so lyrical as far as hip hop is concerned, music that doesn't really dig in the crates, you know, you're sticking with that iconic sound. Tell me about the motivation to, to come correct, if you will. Um, 
I think they're just really, you know, I'm from upstate New York, Rochester. This, a lot of the sound that you're hearing, there's a lot of talented artists, you know, in the region that have that sound that everybody's so in love with. So it's kind of just been like we've been doing this the whole time. And, you know, fortunately, this resurgence has happened and, you know, we get in our time to show what we got, you know. No question. And there definitely has been a, for lack of a better word, an upstate New York wave when it comes to the authentic hip hop sound. You're saying that it's been there all along. What do you yep. think it is about the more recent years that the spotlight has has hit? Is it really about, I don't know, some of the some of the talent that's broken through like Griselda or is it something else that I think I think uh, I think it Griselda straight up drop kick the fucking door down and just it's really opened up the floodgates for everybody so i mean this shit is astounding what they're doing like all praise to them because they really just like i said they drop kick the fucking door down for everybody else in upstate or anybody in the tri-state area that was you know coming with that grungy sound or whatever and they you know, and they're just taking that shit to levels that you didn't think that underground rap could go to. And that shit is beautiful, you know? Very true. Uh, speaking of Brazil, I mean, one of the things that was, I think, part of their success outside, obviously, great music was that they had their visuals down packed. They understood yeah. their branding, you know, and I, when I look at some of your your albums, uh, I kind of see I see that there as well, meaning that you 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 have a good idea about your branding and you pay attention to the to the aesthetics. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I'm just real hands on all the way, you know, not just the music and mixing and arranging, but album covers, artwork, videos. My guy New Vegas, he's been done like my last ten videos. He's the one that did the documentary. I'm working with him hand in hand, just coming up with new different ideas so we're not rapping in front of a corner store you know what i'm saying just trying to just trying to do shit to keep you know audience amused we're just in this uh time where nobody has the attention span past like fucking 45 seconds so i'm just you know just trying we're just trying to we're just trying to do we're trying to top ourselves every time we put out a video okay that was cool what can we do that's better than that right Right. So you mentioned you mentioned a documentary. Obviously, you know, that is a big part of today's environment, like having a lot of things happening at one time, not just staying in the lane. Talk to me a little bit about that, the motivation for a documentary and maybe some of the other things you've done. I mean, basically, the documentary just came from. We're doing all this shit, moving around, you know, doing all this shit. It's like, why not turn a camera on so people could see what it is? And, you know, it started out just to be just shooting like a, a small piece into now we have a 40-minute documentary that's dropping in parts. Um, and as far as like stepping outside of rap, you know, I have me and Mikey Likes It did the collab ice cream shop in New York City. Shout out to Mikey. I dropped my own ice cream flavor monikered after the weed strain I have out. Um, I just did a collab of classic material. I'm trying to get my hands in different shit. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. Tell me about the tell me about the uh, collab you did with classic material. So you you did a merch drop with them, right? Yeah. Yep. And and how that work out? Uh, sold out first day. 
Um, that's my boy Carlos over there. Showed nothing but love. Came with a super fire product. He had an idea. I was hit the green light. Let's go. That's just another thing that got kind of held up by COVID as well as with the Mikey likes and shit and the movie shit. And, you know what I mean? So once it cleared up, I'm I'm kind of I'm pedal to the metal right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not stopping. So right, right. And then in regard to COVID, man, uh, obviously it's still out there. How is it up in the in the Northeast? You're in uh you're in Boston at this moment. I'm in how, how is it? Right now, how which is, is it over there? Way, I'm in Boston right now, which is way. I have to say, it's way different than like New York, as far as you know, like severity of people being on having masks on and. People, you know, staying away from each other. Like New York is shit. There's too many people, and the shit's inevitable. So out here, it's a little bit different. Like me and Primo just wanted to go eat, and it was they're just real. Uh, what's the? They're really sticking to the to the laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. I don't like right. COVID. Fat. I don't want to wear a mask. Yeah, that's that's definitely bad news, man. It's uh. Hoping, I guess we're all hoping for that vaccine to come, you know, sooner than later. And we're hope, yeah, I need this shit to go away. Tell me a little bit about dope. Is dope the the and it, and is that how you pronounce it? I see it. I see it written on on the site. Yeah, it's dope. A lot okay. of people say dope. <laughs> dope. Tell me about that. Uh, they they specialize in limited physical releases. What's your affiliation with them, and and how did that come about? Um. Well. I kind of just, uh, they hit me up. They were like, yo, we really like what you do. And uh, we'd like to give your vinyls, you know, you're like give your projects the vinyl treatment that they deserve, you know? So um, they hit me up around the time. I think one of the, the first thing I released with them is the two packs EP with Smoke Dizza. Mm-hmm. So we put that out. And if you know anything with dope, you know, they sell out in like 90 seconds. They got serious resale value, et cetera. Um, and then the same thing happened with Traficante. And now There's No Mafia will be dropping on Dope as well with the vinyl and cassette treatment. Super limited, you already know. Very nice. Very cool. So are you are you a collector of, of vinyl? Um, I'm a, I'm a collector of Supreme. I got it. <laughs> I don't, you know, like I got a lot of vinyls to keep it a hundred. I probably got about 20 or 30 vinyls in my uh-huh. house. Some shit that I sampled a lot of right. shit. I just have in like old shit and right. my own shit that's on vinyl. Right. Right. You know I, mean? I got you. I got you. So obviously we all know that COVID definitely put a damper on a lot of the action. However, before the, the pandemic, were you doing a lot of shows? Um, I was about to do the Traficante concert with Buck Wild at SOBs in New York City. We were literally in the process of getting it all laid out. And literally that same week, I believe I was on Hot 97 with Peter Rosenberg with Fleet. And that was like the last, that was like the day New York City shut down. So kind of like I did that interview and then we just like straight bounced because the whole city was shutting down. That was March 13th, Friday the 13th. Mm, Wow. So how, were there other shows that you were doing before that? I mean, were you were you doing um, a lot of shows? Yeah, just here and there, but I was mostly like more focused on getting my health right because I, right. you know, I'm still heavy. I've actually lost a little bit of weight, making me a little bit easier for me to get around. You know, nobody want to see a 
me fucking have a heart attack on stage. So, so I got, you know, dropped a few pounds, got my health together. Now I'm out here fucking killing it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you've been on quite a journey, man, in the music business. What would you say has been your biggest lesson so far? Um, don't put all, don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, I can't make it no more fucking black and white than that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and treat every single project like it's the first shit motherfuckers ever heard from you. And would you say that there was a piece of advice that you've gotten? You've come across some some pretty heavy hitters, I would say, in the time that I've been aware of you. Obviously, you know, you mentioned uh, Buck Wild, uh, and I'm sure there were plenty of others. You mentioned uh, Primo a minute ago. Any any uh, Primo advice that you've gotten? Just just top advice that you really feel uh, um, served you well. I think Buck Wild told me the best when he was like, all you have to do to win this is don't stop. So that's the key. Like, I'm literally learning over the last, because like, I've rapped forever. You know what I'm saying? But over the last three, four years, I'm realizing consistency is key. And this shit is a marathon. You know what I'm saying? So as long as your product is really it and you don't stop, it's going to break at some point. Indeed. So is there anything that you want folks to know, folks that are familiar with you from your videos or your projects that, that you feel they don't know about pounds? Yo, to, to keep it a hundred at this point with the, my me breaking into being more transparent, um, which I had a problem with, you know, for a long time. Cause I don't, you know, I try not to get personal on records and I think maybe a few albums back, I kind of did break into that a little bit. So I'm kind of like being a thousand percent transparent, you know, as my as an artist with my fans. So honestly, go listen to my music. You're going to know everything you need to know about me. Indeed, indeed. You've been doing a lot of collabs, a lot of projects, even if it's just features from top notch talent in hip hop. If you don't mind, share a little bit about those, the process that you go through working with someone, someone else in the game. Is it, is it all remote? Are you, are you getting in the lab and writing? Oh, no, nah, I like to do, I like to do everything face to face on the spot. You know, my creative process kind of goes like I go in the studio, I hear the beat and I do it on the spot. I don't come in the studio with pre-written verses. I don't got verses loaded up in my phone. Everything you've ever heard me rap on is literally on the spot. Everything. Nice. Down to like the Buck Wild album where he was, you know, chopping the sample in the session and I'm writing my verse while he's basically formatting the beat. So when he's done to load it in the record, my verse is ready and we're going. Very nice. Tell us a little bit about what's coming next. I mean, you got a lot in the pipeline. You got a movie that we're going to see you in. Got a brand new album. What else could folks look for from Pounds? I got about four more projects locked and loaded. I got a lot more um, different collabs that you're going to be seeing, not necessarily clothing or food. I got my hands in a whole bunch of shit. Um, I think they're just going to start popping up and, you know, hopefully people are going to take a little bit more notice than they have. Well, they definitely have been taking notice, man. You've been doing your thing. As you know, you've been featured on Insomniac Magazine a whole lot. 
Yeah, with, a lot uh, of times I appreciate y'all, man. No question, man. So I want to thank you. I know you're at a video set, so I want to make sure you get back to your work. But I want to yeah. thank you for taking time for uh, for doing doing this interview. I wish you continued success and uh, look forward to chatting in the future again. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate y'all. Keep it on the ground. <laughs>